Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Hour. This is the Wolfman coming at you with the Super Bowl matchup preview between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Eagles offense. Going to go over the key matchups of this game in this preview, talking about both the offenses and the defenses facing off against each other and the key points to this game to figuring out who could be the eventual winner and what will need to happen for each team to win. Starting with looking at the Kansas City offense versus the Philadelphia defense, and you start off with the, the most uh, obvious question about the health of Mahomes' ankle. Um, you know, he's said to be that he believes his ankle will be ready and that it shouldn't be that much of an issue to him. Um, but, you know, you have to go on just injury history of a, a high ankle sprain, and I wouldn't believe that unless he is a, a miracle healer. And I'm not going to doubt that he couldn't be. You know, he's a tremendous athlete, and uh, he certainly could be. But I'm going to be of the opinion that it's not going to be 100%. I'm not saying it's going to be bad and he can't be effective with it, but I cannot believe that he would be 100% only a few weeks out since having the injury happen to him. And so with that in mind, based on the previous matchup, he, Patrick Mahomes even admitted himself that there were occasions where in the past he would look to scramble and run in given situations during the game, and instead he was looking to either throw it away or throw it to a uh, quick hitting strike to one of his running backs potentially out of the backfield. Um, he still did scramble in last in the, the last game against the Bengals, but it certainly wasn't as big in his arsenal, and it was clear from watching the game that he was definitely still a bit hobbled and having to make tremendous plays that he you know certainly did make in that game. So the health of his ankle is going to be certainly still a major factor to this game. And it will, of course, be amplified of how well he can move around in the pocket when you're going up against Eagles D, especially their D line. Um, another question that will come up with this matchup is will the Eagles still employ the five-man fronts that they like to do and leaving them with only one less defender potentially um, in the passing lanes for Patrick Mahomes to try to go up against. And I think more than likely, from an Eagles defense perspective, that they're probably going to mix it up. I think that they might do a little bit less five-man fronts to start the game, just to get a feel of what Kansas City's offense is trying to do. Um, and I think that might be even be for the better. I think maybe early on you don't maybe do as as much five-man fronts. See if they're going to try to run the run the ball, the Kansas City offense. Um, when Kansas City has run the ball at times, it can be effective. Uh, their rushing attempts were pretty darn good during the regular season. It's just it's still an Andy Reid-led offense, and he loves to pass the ball. That is his go-to thing, and it certainly showed of how effective they were this season from a passing attack with having Patrick Mahomes at the helm and having still solid weapons at wide receiver, namely Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Marcus Valdez-Scantling, 
and Kadarius Tony now in the mix. Um, and of course, Travis Kelsey at tight end, easily their best weapon. And so I could see Kansas City maybe trying to do a little bit more run offense. I just can't guarantee how much they will try to do it. Um, I don't know if they're going to expect the Eagles to key a little bit on rush defense or not. Um, and it is certainly the Eagles' defensive weakness is against the run D. It was not their forte. They were 20th in rushing defense overall during the regular season and ninth worst with rushing defense per carry. So you could, I could potentially see them trying to run the ball. And more than likely, I think what they will try to do is they're going to try to confuse the Eagles' defense as much as possible. Namely, one thing that the Eagles' defense can struggle with a little bit is with motion before the play starts, where it's going to be the emphasis of uh, the communication happening between the Eagles' defensive players to make sure they got the assignments right. There has been some key plays observed where motion before the play and there was some confusion and some more big, solid plays that happen against the Eagles' defense with that happening. And I, I'm certainly knowing the creativity of Andy Reid that he will develop some of those plays to try to confuse um, the Eagles' defense. Um, I would definitely expect also with that creativity. Andy Reid, of course, is very well known for being excellent with two weeks to prepare for a game. This goes all the way back to his Eagles days, and but it still has continued with Kansas City. So I would expect some clever um, wide receiver runs happening, especially if Kadarius Tony is healthy enough to play and be effective. I would expect to see some quick-hitting wide receiver screens to the wide receivers to try to work uh, work around some of the matchups that are posed against the Eagles' defense, and it will just have to see how the Eagles adjust to that type of effort and how they how they will go how they will plan to go against it accordingly. Um, but you have to know, of course, that the Eagles' defense is been historically great this season. They were absolutely number one D in sacks with 70, and they are on a pace to have one of the, the best season regular and postseason in terms of sacks with only being second right now to the great Chicago Bears defense. Um, and with that as well, going hand in hand, their pass D in the regular season was number one in yards attempt and yards allowed against the pass. And that has been a result directly from the Eagles' great defensive line, where you have great sacks leaders in Josh Sweat, Javon Hargrave, Hassan Reddick, and even Brandon Graham, who's not technically a starter, but would come in in their sub-packages and was still a tremendous sack player with having that rotation to be present there. And when you can have that option available to you from switching between Har Hargrave, Sweat, Reddick, and um, Fletcher Cox being your main starters, and then you can bring in as well with Dominic and Sue, Brandon Graham, and Linval Joseph. That is just a tremendous 
rotation to have, which is why they've been able to stay fresh and pr produce that type of havoc that they have done all year long. Another key point with having that D-line in front for the Eagles defense, as it's allowed the pass D overall to be so great, and having two sticky defenders in Darius Slay and James Bradbury leading the way has made it no surprise that they have such a number one pass D. Um, and then you have them creating the picks that they did during the regular season, along with having now back a healthy Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who would came up come up with those big interceptions as well. So it's going to be, ultimately, unless I, Andy Reid just surprises the hell out of everybody, but I believe it's going to be strength on strength with KC's great passing offense going up against Eagles' great pass defense and who's going to win. KC's offensive line is definitely no slouch either. They were one of the, the best um, for sacks allowed during the regular season. They were third best in the league, only giving up 26 for the whole year in sacks. You know, part of that, of course, is helped by having Patrick Mahomes being able to scramble and get rid of the ball and not take those sacks. And so, you know, that goes hand in hand with it. But they do have studs on the offensive line, certainly starting with Orlando Brown and Creed Humphrey in the middle. So there's it's just going to be that war there on that line there that's going to be a big role in what happens during the game, along with arguably maybe the toughest matchup that I think will go a long way in determining this matchup is how do the Eagles stop Travis Kelsey? I don't think there will be a way to completely neutralize him. You know, he's a Pro Bowl great for a reason. And we have, you know, solid linebackers with uh, Edwards and White. And we're going to see how that matchup goes. Um, will it be those guys and a combination also maybe with Fs? Being on Kelsey, I, it's hard to say. Um, I'm very curious to see how they will try to neutralize that attack um, from Kansas City. Um, but it's it's going to be a fun sight to see, just to see how two big strengths of the NFL go up against each other on that side of the ball with Kansas City's, you know, one of the best offenses in the league versus arguably the number one defense in the league. Some would argue maybe they were second to San Francisco, but it's hard to hard to say that they weren't number one when you look at the sacks and the pass yards that they had in their in their arsenal during the regular season. So that takes care of that side of the matchup. And we'll flip it over to the Eagles offense versus the Kansas City defense. Um, and this will be an interesting matchup of one of the more balanced offenses in the league versus a very, um, I would say, opportunist, opportunistic defense for Kansas City, particularly with their sack artists that they have as well. You had the Eagles defense with number one in the league in sacks. Kansas City was no slouch either. They were number two, and they had 50 sacks, with their big leaders being the emerging Karlaftis, who was a rookie this season, uh, the experienced Frank Clark, but the main big hitter, of course, is Chris Jones, who if you watch, if you watch the 
Kansas City Bengals game a couple weeks ago, he he took it over. He took it over. He was in the backfield stopping the run against the Bengals and then just also wrecking havoc on um, Joe Burrow from a, from, a, from a passing situation. And so how the Eagles are able to protect against Chris Jones is going to be a huge factor. It's going to be up to particularly the middle of the Eagles' great offensive line of Kelsey, Landon Dickerson, and Sayumalo, who is arguably the weakest link of the Eagles' offensive line. No, no discredit to him. I'm not saying he's bad. He's just the weakest member of it. And I could see potentially um, Chris Jones lining up against Sayumalo maybe a lot if I were if I were picking it out. Um, I don't know. I know they move him around. I've certainly seen him even do some pass rush on the on the defensive end side. I don't know if they would do that a lot. If they did, it would definitely not be against Lane Johnson. I would think they would maybe try to do it on the other side against Mayalata. But I don't know if they'll do that. I think they might just flip up maybe on the each defensive tackle spot. Um, staying with the Kansas City defense, they have some good young fast linebackers with uh, Bolton and Gay who really have come along in their second year in the league and are pretty darn good at what they do. Um, I don't say that they're the best linebackers in the league by, by any stretch, but they're pretty darn solid. Um, the weakness overall for the Kansas City defense is has to be their corners. Not to say they're bad, it's just their weakness. And you have to look at their two rookies with Watson and McDuffie. McDuffie was the first rounder. Watson was a much later round pick. And then they had their nickel back with uh, Ladarius Sneed. Um, so that's going to be their weakness overall. And analysis has proven from looking at it that Casey's biggest weakness is defending the pass in rushing situations. And what I mean by that is it's where... There was those situations maybe with short yardage or maybe a more just off, a more obvious running down. And that's Casey's biggest weakness was defending the pass in those situations. So we have to see, can the Eagles offense take advantage of that? Where I were an Eagles um, play caller, and I think they've tried to do this often during the regular season is they will often try to see if they can get Jalen Hurts in a rhythm. They want to get him going, get those pass connections quickly, and that way it will get the the defenders to have to back up a little bit and not have the eight men potentially in the box to defend against the run. And then once those defenders are backing off a bit more, the Eagles will then look to try to run the ball, which is what they absolutely want to do. And so, as I mentioned, with getting Jalen Hurts in a rhythm, I wouldn't be looking for some of those quick outs for the wide receivers, maybe setting up the run and trying to get in some different types of screens would be a nice way to go about it. Um, and then trying to punch them in the mouth with those runs and get, get those uh, pass rushers of the Kansas City defense um, being pushed back and not as effective in that way. Um, it will be a tremendous matchup, though, because it's, you know, it is still a really good Kansas City defensive line. And so it will be interesting again, as it was on the other side of the matchup, 
how will the trenches go in that part when you have some of the best parts of each defense are definitely along the lines and on offense and defense. Um, some of the key matchups I would look at on this side is kind of just like with Kansas City, and I think a big important factor of this game is going to be Dallas Goddard. I think having him back is going to be really pivotal to the Eagles' success, especially with getting Jalen Hurts going. Seeing how he effective Dallas Goddard can be against those linebackers and safeties, and then it'll also he is pretty good at breaking those tackles and picking up some extra yards. Um, I would also think kind of success that would go well to maybe wear down Kansas City is seeing if we can get some of those longer drives. Keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. Keep Kansas City's defense on the field. Let them get tired. They have some good depth on their defensive line too. Don't get me wrong. But it's not to the same level as the Eagles defensive line who has those eight players who can do really well. I would say Kansas City maybe runs more six deep compared to eight deep. Um, they have a, a good veteran Dunlap that can come in, and they have a couple other nice DTs in the middle that are, are pretty effective, but it's not the same as what the Eagles defensive line has with Sue and Joseph coming in on the field, and even the big guy, um, Jordan Davis, coming on the field as well. So that'll be an interesting um, ploy to, uh, ta- tactic, I would say, the Eagles could employ. And the other big thing that it has not been happening as much of late. Um, they saw it a little bit in the Giants game, and then it stopped because the game got out of hand. Need to see Jalen Hurts um, connecting on a couple of those deep shots. We want to make them have to be worried about the deep shots happening and have them kick that safety out of the box and have to be worried about the deep shot happening. Um, it's you know it's going to all go hand in hand with that um having the effectiveness of those deep shots and then drawing some defenders in also with the eagles run game of getting sanders going and i would love to see as evidence i think in the early part of that game against san fran is game well he just has that extra quick speed that sanders doesn't have sanders is great at making people miss and being a bit more strong, of course. That's the type of carrier he is. But Gainwell just has that element of speed, and I wonder if they would try to employ him a bit more in this game against the Kansas City defense, who has some quick defenders. And maybe just have that speed happen would really go a long way with that. Um, I also would love to see, for the Eagles, getting A.J. Brown the ball. Um, We need to get some of those slant throws built into him because he can be effective at that, seeing if he can break some tackles off of that, of course. Um, And then lastly, from a defensive point of view, what Kansas City will want to do is they will want to try and limit the rushing lanes against Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts is obviously, even though he's a bit banged up with the shoulder, um, he's still going to be that threat to run. The Eagles love doing their RPOs, and they want to see if they can limit Jalen Hurts still to run the ball and make him throw the ball more. 
Um, I still mentioned, of course, that I think they want to get Jalen Hurts in a rhythm on early downs. But from a defensive perspective, I think they would or want to have happen is Jalen Hurts being forced to stay in the pocket and make those potentially tough throws where maybe it's they're not easily manufactured of having wide open receivers. And so it's going to be that chess match of what can we do that if the Kansas City is limiting those rushing lanes, can we create those plays where Hurts can be effective, can find those open receivers and connect on them? And because the Eagles, of course, feeding into this, they don't want to be engaged in a passing game shootout where Jalen Hurts is expected to throw the ball more than 35 to 40 times. No, the Eagles, are. that's not the type of game they want to be in. They want to be able to control the ground game, have that be effective, and keep the, the time, of, time of possession on their side. Doing that is what could lead to an Eagles victory. And then, you know, with any game, of course, it's going to come down to turnovers. Um, I don't think this would be a game that's going to see a lot of turnovers. I think if they were to happen, they could be, you know, some funny looking plays of, you know, balls being deflected or more than likely, I think, the strip sacks it could be what comes into play from having such great defensive linemen um, coming at the quarterbacks and seeing if the the offensive lines can hold up against those pass rushes. Um, the Eagles' defense, of course, was really great at producing those interceptions and turnovers, and they were, on an offensive standpoint, Jalen Hurts took care of the ball on the whole. Um, Patrick Mahomes... Other than, I would say, at the end of the season, where he just seemed to be having just these picks happen more a bit more often, they still protected the ball very well, too, from a turnover perspective. Um, they were, on the Kansas City defensive side, for producing turnovers, they were about average of creating turnovers. But it wasn't like they were bad. It was just average. Um, so it really is, you know, if... If I was playing odds, I think, you know, it really is almost a pick on the game. Some of that's going to depend on what is the health situation of a bunch of the Kansas City players. Um, how effective will Mahomes be with his ankle? And and then on the Eagles side, the the biggest concern I could see overall has just been that Jalen Hurts had been injured at the end of the season. And he came back and he was okay. He didn't he wasn't expected to need to do a lot in the two playoff games, but he did make make some throws in those games. It just wasn't as effective. Now, obviously, when you look at the Eagles offense versus San Fran's defense in the early part of that matchup, I mean San Fran is arguably one of the best defenses in the league. I mean, it showed early on in that matchup. They're they're really freaking good. Um and so it's going to be, there's a reason these two teams are in the Super Bowl. They are the best of the best out there. And, you know, the Eagles, there were some people that were prognosticating the Eagles to get this far. And, of course, Kansas City, as the past five years has illustrated, has always been that Super Bowl contender. Um, overall, I've kind of given you all of my analysis. And here is my bottom line. I think 
the balance of the Eagles' attack against the Kansas City defense is going to be effective. I don't think it's going to take as much needed out of Hurts as it will out of Patrick Mahomes to win the game. Um, the Kansas City rushing offense is just not as big a part of their arsenal. And as much as they've said, you know, the Eagles haven't gone up against other teams of, of a team like this from a strength perspective. Well, if I look at who Kansas City has faced, they haven't either. Um, Cincinnati defense, you know, a couple of weeks ago, yeah, they're good and solid. They're not the Eagles defense. They are not a sacking team by any stretch of the imagination. And when the Kansas City Chiefs faced the, the San Francisco 49ers, it was not much of a game because San Fran was not the same team that they were towards the end of the season. They had not gotten, they had not gotten McCafferty going yet. And so I don't think you could say that they're the same level of team. So I, you can't make that argument that the Eagles haven't faced a great team. You know, it's just that's just how it's go, it goes. They, you know, the Eagles faced who they had to face and Kansas City faced who had, they had to face. I think, you know, they've both beaten the teams for the most part that they could have beaten. And, you know, I guess there's some strong, there were stronger teams in the AFC and the NFC this year. I will agree with that. But Buffalo had clear weaknesses to their team and was exposed by Cincinnati. Um, the Chargers are still figuring themselves out with some good playmakers, but again, not quite to the same level as what Kansas City is. And Jacksonville, I mean, Jacksonville had a hell of a season. And, you know... They did. They gave it as best of a shot as they could, but you couldn't believe that they were going to be beating the Chiefs by any stretch of the imagination. And the Eagles just took care of who they had to face. You know, they they got the toughest matchup with San Fran, and yes, it did happen that Brock Purdy got hurt in that game. But the Eagles' defense caused that to happen. Reddick caused that to happen by strip sacking the quarterback, and he got hurt. It is what it is. You know. The Eagles' defense is that good enough to do that. I think it was going to be a fairly even game, but I think the Eagles' team overall was better than San Francisco. So here is my analysis of what I think will happen. I think it is going to be more of a defensive game than people are going to predict. I saw what the over-under is, and I, I don't think it's going to hit. I think... There is going to be some more punts in this game. I could see them. Be, there could be a bit more turnovers in this game than people may predict because I think that both the defenses are pretty darn good, and I think there could be some mistakes that happen. But I think the Eagles have just a bit more firepower on both sides of their team. You have the really great weapons in A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith from a wide receiver standpoint versus Kansas City's wide receivers who are solid. They're good. But it's Juju Smith-Schuster, Kadarius Toney, and Marcus Vallis-Scanlon. And mind you, two of those receivers were free agents. Their other teams didn't bring them back. And it wasn't like they were marquee names to be signed. And so... 
the weapons are there for the Eagles to take advantage, where it's an inexperienced secondary for Kansas City. I think they can take advantage of that matchup, especially where my analysis pointed out, they're not good at defending the pass in rushing situations. I think the Eagles could exploit that. I think if they can get that going, I think Dallas Goddard is going to be able to have a hell of a matchup. And then on the other side of the ball, I think Kansas City is going to score. Don't, don't get me wrong. They're going to get their points. Um, they're that good for a reason. Travis Kelsey is going to still play a factor, I think, in the game. And I think they are going to score their points. But I think the Eagles have enough playmakers to make those key plays happen. I think the defenders on the Eagles side of the ball with having Darius Slay and Bradbury and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, that they can have potentially a pick or two happen in this game where they could take advantage of that. Um, and I think just with the bulk of D-line that the Eagles have in all aspects of their line, it's going to make some pressure happen on Mahomes and where he's going to potentially have to get rid of the ball quicker than he wants to, or he might be forced to take a sack. I know the Kansas City offensive line is really good, and I saw that with the numbers. They only gave up 26 sacks on the year, but they haven't faced a line like the Eagles defensive line, kind of like, you know, again, those arguments they were talking about. It's like, oh, who, who's the Eagles defense? Who's the Eagles team face overall? Well, they have hell of a players on their team for a reason, and they produce those sacks. They're that good. I think the bulk of talent that can be employed and the sizzle, you can call it, of the playmakers on the Eagles overall, both on offense and defensive side of the ball, and if Jalen Hurts takes care of the ball enough and makes enough of those plays happen and can get the run game going overall, which they've been able to do on the whole, I think the Eagles will win, and my prediction for the Super Bowl, is going to be a 23-20 victory for the Eagles with a late field goal clinching it for the team and an Eagles Super Bowl win happening. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This was the Football Hour. I'm the Wolfman, signing off.